0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah,
1: tonight with number three, with cheese and uh, a large coffee, and does this smell good? Wolfen, down your
0: lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy! Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon. It is a Monday. It is time for wolfing down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron?
2: So, after a surprising loss to the Houston Rockets on Friday, the Phoenix Suns took full advantage of the way the schedule fell with a get right game yesterday against the reeling San Antonio Spurs, crushing them 133 95. But it's on to the Mavericks tonight as the Suns get ready for a 6.30 p.m. tip-off in Dallas. You can hear the game on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7. So how's Sunset coach Monty Williams feeling?
1: You know, we want to enjoy this. We'll we'll look at the film when we get on on the plane. Obviously, there's um, some emotion still, I would imagine, just because that's a place where we didn't play that well in the playoffs. But we're... Different as a team from injuries, personnel, so are they. I mean, they—they—they they just played against the guy that was really important to them in Brunson, and they had a big win in New York. So we'll, we'll look at the film tonight. We'll prepare as we always do, and um, we'll try to do our best in a, in a pretty cool environment and try to get a win before we go home.
2: What do you guys want to see from the Suns tonight? And do you guys think the Mavs are the Suns' biggest rival right now?
0: I think, it, it, at least in terms of this is like your social media fan base rival right now, Wolf. It's it's still not the Lakers, and you want it to be the Warriors, obviously, because of what they're capable of. Dallas just kind of is what they are. I think they're probably a little bit better than a 500 team, but they're not. They're not a, a title contender right now at least. But I do think they are your biggest, like, this is the game where you're like, yeah, hey, you got to beat Dallas, okay? Like, whatever you do, beat Dallas. What I don't want to see is the Suns allow Dallas to win, and all of a sudden this be like that launching pad for the Mavericks to get right, because this is a team that honestly could end up in the play-in, or if things go sideways, they could miss the play-in, and right now they're the
1: 10th team in the Western Conference. Yeah, what do I want to see tonight? I want to see DeAndre Ayton dominate the Dells Mavericks right now. They do not have an equal. They do not have somebody. Even Christian Wood, if he does play tonight, K-Ray told us, he's a question mark as to whether or not he is going to play. Even if he does, um, Christian Wood should be no match for DeAndre Ayton. I want to see how many touches he gets, how many times he works hard to get open, to get the ball on the entry pass. I want to see DeAndre Ayton have a 29-21 game. Okay, now I'm embellishing for a No, point. that'll work. That'll like that. Still, I want to see D.A. be the reason why the Suns beat the Mavericks. Christian Wood was an issue in that opener, if you remember. He
0: was 25-8 in that game for Dak.
2: Yes. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks if the Suns get a second All-Star after Devin Booker, who should it be? Should it be DeAndre Ayton or Mikael Bridges?
1: Uh, Bridges. I'll go Bridges. Gotta be Mikael too, yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna slight him once again. I'm not gonna do it. I did it with the Cam Johnson when we <laughs> had that question. I'm not gonna do it. It's Mikael Bridges. Did I, I maybe? I, did we answer too quickly there? Should
0: we make that seem more of like a well? Let's see. Da has done this. No, don't overthink do. it. Okay, broke so well, your heart. It, so. it, well, no, it is Mikel
2: So 54 percent DeAndre Ayton, 46 percent say Mikael Bridges.
1: Wow. Mm. Da probably has an easier path, right? Yeah. Da gets so much great out there as well there's a lot of people about 54 percent of the fan base (laughs) not the other 46
2: (laughs) the arizona cardinals are back from the bye week as they get ready for their monday night matchup against the patriots a week from today so how can they attack the end of the season as they sit at four and eight here's cardinals gm steve Keim from burns and gambo on friday
1: number one every week you want to win two um you do want to see young players and Unfortunately, or fortunately, we, we've had an opportunity to see a lot of our young players. When you look at our draft choices, and, and Trey, and uh, obviously Maji Sanders, and Cam, and, and all those guys that are that are playing, and they're actually continuing to get better and better, which are, are good signs for us. But at the same time, there are growing pains, and um, you know, week to week, we we go through that and we see it. Uh, you know, I think that it, it's not going to change our approach. Well, our approach is always going to be to win football games, regardless of who's out there. On the field, but again, I, I you know, just the way the things have fell this year, it's been unfortunate, and disappointing, and obviously unacceptable uh, to not only our organization but our, to our fan base.
2: So, you guys both said earlier in the show that get Kyler Murray going. You know, throw the ball down the field, put him under center, open up that portion of it in the last five games of the season. So, other than Kyler Murray developing, what is the second most important thing that the Cardinals can accomplish over the last five games.
0: Boy, you know, whatever it is, it's a huge drop-off to me, Wolf. Like, yeah. it, it's not like, okay, Kyler's number one, and then 1B yeah. is this. It is Kyler's number one, and then, like, 73rd on the list is, is probably, <laughs> I mean. That's pro- an embellishment. Yeah, maybe, like, 71. Right. Um, I guess, you know, developing some of these young guys on defense, maybe getting a pass rush for I the can't future. I
1: believe you just said that right there. <laughs>
0: uh, really? Yes, that's what I said. You, you
1: listen, uh, number one for me is Kyler Murray. It's always going to be Kyler Murray and getting Kyler Murray right. Number two, find an offense you can actually stick Kyler Murray in that works, an offense that you can build on going into the offseason. And I don't mean just schematically. I, I mean personnel-wise, an offense that you can say, this is what we've got to do to evolve this offense, and these are the players we need to help us evolve this offense. And number three to me, these young defensive guys. I already man. said that Still, and I'm, and I'm throwing in Isaiah Simmons. Yeah? I'm throwing him into this group. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins in particular. And oh, by the way, what are you going to do with Byron Murphy and Zach Allen? Because these guys, these guys are worthy. I, they're going to extend them, I would imagine, at some point in time.
2: The Panthers are expected to release quarterback Baker Mayfield. He'll hit waivers when it's finalized later today. So you guys just talked about it in the last segment. But do you guys realistically think that Baker Mayfield could clear 23 teams in the waivers before making it to the 49ers?
0: Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know that I would bet on that, but it's it's certainly possible. He... The team he makes the most sense for is the 49ers. Like, I don't want to go overboard here and be like, well, he was number one pick a few years ago. So and then you're potential. saying
2: that the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals are going to allow the 49ers to get bigger.
0: Yeah, I, would, I mean, I guess the only team in there that would make sense to, to step in and block it. I, I don't know, like even for Seattle, it would make sense that what they have is relatively working for them. So it you would know. have to be a team that's just like, no, San Francisco's not winning out there. And the <laughs>
1: only guy I can see doing that is Sean McVay. You know, you know what's interesting about it, though, as well, um, the Seattle Seahawks, that has been a rumor that Baker Mayfield was going to resurface in Seattle. I could easily see Baker Mayfield in that offense. Well again, not that Geno Smith is going up as a backup. But as a backup,
0: yeah, I could see that. As as a backup, and that's an interesting one. Seattle's an interesting one, right? Because they're right in the middle. We add him, okay, he's a backup. He's our backup. He's number one overall pick a couple years ago, but he's our backup. Oh, and San Francisco has to start a third-string quarterback the rest of the season. Yes. Or they can go with Josh Johnson if they want. Yes, can you feel that, brother? <laughs> so, yeah, I can see Pete Carroll doing it, too. We really are in a division of uh, petty Yeah. All right, well, maybe they'll do it. All right, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron, as always. When we come back, the Suns have another rematch with Luka and the Mavericks tonight. This is the Suns' biggest rival now, right? We'll get into this next. It's Wolf and Luka Arizona Sports, the local sports leader wolf and luke middays arizona sports the local sports leader Whoa. all right welcome back to the show on a monday what a week here for the suns coming up here you've got uh, you've got boston of all teams on wednesday boston who in a lot of ways wolf really reminds me of last year's Suns team where it's just like, okay, we're just going to dominate the regular season. We'll show everybody. Yeah. Get to the finals the year before, almost win. We're just going to take it out on the regular season next year. Uh, they got the Pelicans on Friday, the Suns do, and on Sunday. But uh, but tonight you got Luka and the Mavs, in case you've kind of lost touch with the Mavs since uh, the way things ended last year. They did nothing against Golden State in the next round and are the 10th seed in the Western Conference right now. So, so
1: you're saying the Suns are going to play the Mavericks and then the Celtics? Mavericks, Celtics, Pelicans, Pelicans. Think about that right now. Luka Doncic and Jason
0: Tatum. Yeah. Interesting. If you are into the whole, hey, you know, Devin Booker should be an MVP candidate sort of thing, and he should (laughs) be a candidate, Um, he's going up against two, or the Suns, I should say, are going up against two of the frontrunners right now. And Luka, who I I think, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the stat is nobody has ever won MVP without winning at least 52 games that season. Luka's on pace, the Mavericks are on pace to win 41 So I would assume if the Mavericks just kind of do this all year, he's not your MVP. Jason Tatum might be your MVP. Or Giannis might just be your MVP because
1: look at what he does every time he plays. Yeah, I think right now if you're talking about who is more likely to be there at the end, I think it's Jason Tatum and the Celtics at the end of the season. I think that'll be the stiffest competition for Devin Booker in terms of MVP. That's just me. Because again, if in fact the Mavericks are a 500 team, there's just no way you're going to do that.
0: You know, I heard Vince and uh, Tim Ring was in for Bickley this morning. I heard them talking about this, and I, I thought they they brought up an interesting point because a lot of times you get these rivalries now in sports. Wolf, where it's like, oh, okay, this fan base can't stand this fan base, and they, this fan base won't shut up on social media, and it, it just it, it, it angers this other fan base, and they just go back and forth. But then the players are like great friends on the court. I'm not sure Devin Booker and Luca really like each other all that much. No, yeah. like I think they both respect how good the other one is, but I'm I'm not sure that Luca is Devin Booker's favorite player in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, I kind of like that. Why? 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 I, do you I just like? I, I don't think they like hate each other.
1: I like I said I think there's a mutual respect. <laughs> well, of course, but it's I, not like yeah this hatred. This isn't like college football or something. But looking I, at him like he wants to decapitate him or something. No, of course not.
0: But although the first time Booker bumps into Luca. Tonight, it's gonna look like he decapitated him. Really? Uh, oh, he's just gonna be rolling down the court.
1: Oh my goodness! Get ready for the fouls tonight. Well, I, you know, for me, <laughs> once again, it's the winking. It's the winking and the smiling after he hits the deck and acts like, oh, my, I just got lambasted, right? And then he gets up and he winks and he smiles. He doesn't need to do that uh, stuff. Honestly, he's a, he's an unreal you talent, Lucas. Just, <laughs> on What is it? Is it the culture? Is that what it is? They, you know, soccer's huge over there, as we all know, and yet that is the the culture of soccer. Ha-ha! I tricked the officials! And right? I, I mean, it's just so weak. Uh, it's weak sauce, I is what it is, and I'm sorry. It's one of the reasons why, I, I believe this, it's one of the reasons why soccer has not taken off in this country. Because of the flopping. You know, side note,
0: watching Team USA in the World Cup, they clearly, and I, I respect this, did not know how to flop, and I think it probably cost them. <laughs> like They would just run through tackles, and then they promptly went out in the uh, the first game of the knockout rounds. Um, That's a
1: good point. This, there's a few teams. You watch, you're like, oh, that team doesn't dive at all. Oh, they're all gone. Uh, so, But I, I have to say this, too, as well, Lo, because once again, I know you want to go off on this dissertation on Luka Doncic and Devin Booker, of course. Look at all, all these yet, pages I have. It made me feel, It made me feel so good, Basin Ernie, to actually have Lorenzo Alexander sitting in on Friday. He sat in with Paul Calvisi, of course, and we did a show over at the station. It was so cool to actually have this conversation and see another former professional athlete's perspective on Luka Doncic. I'm not trying to attack him in any way, shape, or form. I appreciate Luka Doncic and his incredible talent. I'm talking about MVP talent. I'm talking about the great offensive player that he truly is Um, it it goes without question yet at the same time as a former professional athlete I want to see a basketball player win the MVP I want to see a basketball player, a guy who's not just a defensive specialist, a guy who's not just an offensive specialist, I want to see a basketball player who tangibly gets in between the lines and plays both ends of the floor and does it well, and because he does it well, doesn't have to be the best in the league, but does it well, he helps his team win on both ends of the floor, and then the intangible impact that he has on his teammates as well. That to me is the type of MVP I want to see win. Not a guy who is not Luka Doncic.
0: <laughs>
1: not Luka.
0: <laughs> I heard was Yeah, well, that's the sort of MVP I want to see. Win. Just uh, not Luka Doncic. Here here's the updated uh, top 6 MVP odds in the NBA, okay? I'm gonna run through these. Jason Tatum is the favorite right now. Yeah. And Boston's having a pretty good season. Yes. Uh, Giannis is second. I uh, yes. Luca is third. Yeah. Uh, Steph is fourth. I don't feel like Steph's gonna win this year. Because he I mean he just he's great every year, but he's not think he's gonna win MVP. He's always gonna be there. Uh Joel and Bead is fifth, and Devin Booker is now sixth. Wow, so he was he, seventh a week ago. And I feel like a couple weeks ago he was fifty-five to one and like twelfth. There you go. So, so he's climbing, averaging Moving up forty three points a night or whatever it was, for a couple weeks, we'll, uh, we'll do that for you. Um, no, no, I'm with you. I mean, you, you said the debate you guys had last week was, you know, who would you rather... Start a team. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I I... I don't think it's crazy if you're gonna if you're gonna frame it that way. Who would you start a team round for people to say Luca? I think a lot of people don't watch Devin Booker. I think a lot of people just look at the raw numbers. I got
1: no problem if you want to say that. That's your prerogative. But once again, that's why I'm citing Lorenzo Alexander because as a former professional, Whoa, well, athlete, let's be clear, that's not saw, what I'm saying. He saw the value. Of so
0: so I, I want to finish the sentence here because I'm not saying that. If you're telling me who would I rather have on the Phoenix Suns right now? Now again, I'm not going to get crazy if we're going to go with the age-old debate of what the Suns should have done in the draft would I, would I rather have Luka on my team or DA Luka is a much better player but if you're telling me Luka or Devin Booker Devin Booker gets it he knows what the Suns need to do he is a more evolved player than Luka he should be he's been in the league longer but I marvel at the fact that Devin Booker finds a way to get better every single year and when you were talking about you don't want just a guy that's an offensive specialist yeah well that was Devin Booker five or six years ago but now he's good defensively too of course and that's yeah. that's uh, there's not many guys in this league, that I would move Devin Booker off
1: the Phoenix Suns for. Yeah, there might be one or two, and Luka's not one of them. Can you see Luka Doncic playing with Devin Booker? Can you see that? Not now. I not think. Now.
0: I think if they had drafted him, they could have made that work. Yeah, I do think they just could. Just think done about it. how ball
1: dominant he truly is.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if that's part of the reason why Dallas is just kind of like Dallas's big moment since they got Luka. Was that weak against the Suns in the playoffs last year? Otherwise, they really they've just been okay. They're they're a, oh they're an okay team in a really good conference with a great
1: player. Yes, and by the way, once again, they outplayed the Phoenix Suns, ladies and gentlemen. They beat the Phoenix Suns. They did it fair and square. They there is no excuse for the Phoenix Suns losing to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks were better. Their superstar Luka Doncic was better than Devin Booker. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, all of them. He was better, and they played better. I'm talking big picture when I talk about this. Not this myopic six-game series that they actually played. <laughs> they got their butts handed to them. Once again, I'm talking big picture and moving forward. And the player that Devin Booker has become, I'll take that all day.
0: It was interesting is if the Suns didn't have that run the year before, I think it would be tougher to make the case for wanting Booker over Luka. Uh, like in, in it's kind of an odd debate, but you could say, well, hey, when they went head-to-head, Luka showed up and Devin Booker didn't for the last couple games. But because Devin Booker took his team to the NBA Finals the year before, I have no doubt he shows up in big games. You know what I mean? And you shouldn't, even if you don't watch the Suns, if you're just an NBA analyst or an NBA fan on the other side of the country, you should have no doubt that Booker shows up in big games. That was a weird, it wasn't even all seven games. It was It was a weird week, Yeah. and it would carry a lot more weight to me if the Suns hadn't made the Finals the year before. It would. It would raise a lot more questions. You know what I mean? If they do it again this year, it's going to raise a lot of questions, and... I don't
1: even want to think about that because <laughs> that was a horrible week. You to yourself right now into the boards.
0: Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, we come back. The Cardinals have five games left. They're coming out of the bye week at 4-8. and eight. The playoffs obviously are not a possibility. So what can they still accomplish this season? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs>
1: Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona sports presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
0: All right, welcome back to the show on this Monday afternoon. We're out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center as the Cardinals, a week from today, a week from tonight, we'll get back into action against the New England Patriots of all teams. Joe Belichick in a desperate Patriots club. Yes. Monday Night Football at State Farm Stadium. You got uh, you got five weeks left, and there's a couple ways to look at this, but I guess the biggest one is is what uh, what, what are the biggest things left? What can the Cardinals still accomplish? in these final five games. And I almost wonder if, if the conversation has to tie into, like, what have the bright spots been this season? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you start talking about young players developing and evolving – um you know who are those guys you're looking at? Like Lasita Smith has kind of been a bright spot this season. There haven't been a lot of bright spots this season, but that's that's one of those guys. But I think you and I are in agreement that the biggest thing it starts with the quarterback, and and it's it's got to be noticeable. I don't want to be talking myself into it after week 18. Like, well, yeah. week 17 looked like he was moving a little bit yeah. better than he was. Like, I want to see Kyler Murray look the way he did in the first half of last season.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on this, man. Um, you know, right now at four and eight, what can be accomplished? with five games to go. you got to get Kyler Murray right, man. you got to get him right. Um, And once again, even with five games, um, how many of those games is he going to go out there and actually look like Kyler Murray? That's what it comes down to to me right now. I'm not even talking about wins, losses, not talking about points. I'm talking about Kyler Murray. How many times does it look like Kyler Murray is out there competing? And you say to yourself, oh, my goodness, did you see that play? Did you see Kyler? Kyler Murray on that play right there, and you see it consistently in a game. That's what I want to see. I, I want to see an offense that looks explosive, an offense that exceeds 400 yards, an offense that can create chunk plays. That's what I want to see, whether Kyler Murray is running the ball or whether he's throwing the ball down the field. Some chunk plays from Kyler Murray. want to see that Classic Kyler Murray game, I think, that um, we've all been waiting for this season. I don't think we've actually seen it yet. I'd like to see it a few times here in these last five games. Yeah, no, I'm
0: with you 100%. And by the way, that's not some small thing, you know. That's that's not okay. We're hosting a talk show and we need to find something to talk about for the last five. It's not that's not that. No, Kyler Murray getting back to being what he was at the start of last year, the first half of last year. Yes. Kyler Murray going beyond that and taking the next step. And maybe he can't do all that in the next five weeks. But that is the biggest story around this Cardinals team. If you told me, hey, the Cardinals are going to close out this season, They're gonna be kind of strong. They're going to go four and one. Kyler's not really going to look any better, but the defense is going to win them games. Or yeah, the Cardinals are going to they're going to they're gonna go one and four in these last five games, but it's going to be noticeable that Kyler Murray is turning the corner. Right? Give me one and four. Yep. Because what matters is this guy. Like we were having this conversation. Everybody was having this conversation last year. Is he a top five quarterback in the NFL? He's certainly top ten, right? Yes. Is he top five? Could he win? If you're just going by this year, Wolf. If you're just going by this
1: year, is he fifteenth? I mean, guys have passed yeah. him up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know that I the the list, which is <laughs> the range. No, like you're he, right. he drops. Absolutely, no. I, I I think he's still um, in the top half. I think he would be, but maybe that's more like sixteen, fifteen, and that's not somewhere good enough in there, right? Oh, listen. The Cardinals, number two, other than getting Kyler Murray right, they got to find an offense, man. An offense that he can actually go out and look good in. An offense that works for him. An offense, though, that you can build on. You can build. And it's got to be centered around Kyler Murray first. And let's face it, DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Those two guys, those are the guys, I mean, right now, those are the two most dangerous weapons you truly have. You've got to be able to do that. But as I say that, um, don't think that that means you're going to throw the ball 75% of the time. They, They need to find an offense that is balanced. They need to find an offense that is balanced, man, where if you want to take away the pass, that's fine. You can do it. But if you're going to take away the pass, we're going to beat you by running the ball. Oh, you want to take away the run. That's what you want to do. Well, we're going to throw the ball then, and we're going to beat you that way. You have to be able to do either or. Otherwise, what are you doing because that's what defensive coordinators are going to have to do. They're going to be in a dilemma every time they play you. What do we try to take away? Their passing attack or their running game? It's the reason why you want to be balanced. You want to have a run-pass offense, man. You want to be balanced. You, you also want to be explosive. You want to be able to take shots down the field. And, oh, my goodness, have we seen we've seen a dearth of those shots. Down the field. Hardly anything all season long. That's got to change, Luke. Well,
0: it's, it, to the point where it concerns you. And we've seen Kyler in this offense do it before, but we have seen so few this year shots downfield where it concerns you, like, can they not do it? Have teams figured out how to get to Kyler where he doesn't have enough time to do it? Or have they kept him in a spot in the field where he's not comfortable doing it? What is going on? Why can't they throw the ball down the field? You're not going to win in the NFL in 2022 if you can't throw the ball down the field. You might win games occasionally, but it's probably going to be like this. You win one, lose one back and forth based on raw talent. Uh, You need 100% I agree with you, and I guarantee you, Wolf, in a season that's been very polarizing for Cardinals fans, everybody listening to the show right now agrees with you. The Cardinals need to figure out a way to be able to throw the ball down the field. Your quarterback is not a third stringer that was the 262nd pick in the draft. Your quarterback just got a quarter of a billion dollars and was the number 1 overall pick in the draft. Being able to throw down the field should be a given every week. This team isn't dangerous on offense this year. Last year, they were one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL yes, on offense. Yes, yet
1: they have more danger from a talent perspective than they have ever had. You, yeah, yeah. So, uh, once again, now they all got to play together, and I understand that. But So, number one, get Kyler Murray right. Number two, find an offense that you can build on. And when I say that as well, it's got to be a philosophy. It's got to be a belief. It's got to not just the players, not just in the quarterback room. It's got to be a belief by the organization. This is how we're going to play football so that Steve Kime and his staff can go out and find people, human beings that actually fit into that philosophy of playing the game of football. That's what you've got to do. That's what's at stake. You've got to go out there and you've got to build through Kyler Murray this offense that is sustainable and an offense that can win. And you've got to build it. And then number three for me in terms of what can be accomplished over the last five games, man, these young defensive players, you gotta finish well. I want to see them finish. Zayvon Collins has had a very good year in terms of taking that next step forward. He's had a very good year. Isaiah Simmons has flashed once again. He's got to be more consistent. I want to see him get better. What are you going to do with Zach Allen? What? Are are you going to do with Byron Murphy? Byron Murphy! What are you you going to do? I I want to see these young developing players, Jalen Thompson, you already already extended him. I want to see these young guys continue to finish well and get better. Because going into next year, those guys have got to be difference makers.
0: Real quick, going back to what you said is number two, and you said this after the game last week, that it's it's awful it sucks you're basically done as far as a, a shot at the playoffs but it does give you some clarity yeah a hundred percent. If you're not building your offense around Kyler Murray in these final few weeks, and then into the offseason, and you're not getting Kyler Murray to buy into the offense 100% that you are building, what is the point? You're just going to be this again next year. What are you doing? Everything else, like the other stuff matters, but it doesn't really matter until you get that right. Otherwise, the other stuff is like, hey, our defense got really good, and we won seven games. Like, Cool. What about your number one overall pick, and everything that you've been building for the last couple years? Uh, All week, this week, listen for the Pantera call-out one once you hear Wolf do the call-out, dial 602-260-9870 for your chance to win tickets to see Metallica with oh. Pantera. Yeah, no, this is this is a pretty solid giveaway. and It's uh, Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. So, again, when you hear Wolf do the Pantera call-out, call 602-260-9870 for your chance to win. We come back week 13 around the National Football League. Change the landscape of the playoff picture. We're going to take you through everything next in our NFL Rapid It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, let's continue our run around the National Football League that we started earlier today, uh, Wolf. And, boy, these two teams, they just... Every playoff scenario that you're going to have to break down now for the next five weeks in the NFC, the Commanders and Giants just... And it was funny, we we're watching the game yesterday, and it was late fourth quarter, and I turned to, the, to who I was watching the game with, and I was like, these are the two teams that would tie and just ruin everything. And sure enough, 45 minutes later, the Commanders and Giants proudly walking off the field with a nice tie. Um... Here's Ron Rivera at the end of the game. They asked him, "Hey, maybe you could have just gone for two and put us out of our misery?"
1: No, because of the time. See, we got, the, we did get the ball back. We did have a chance at, at, the, at, at the end of the game. We had all our timeouts, everything like that. So, no. If, if, it, if it had been closer, with you know, fifteen seconds or something like that, yes. But not, not when there's that much time left.
0: Which I agree with just philosophically. Like If, you, if I'm going to go for two at the end and if I miss it, I lose, then I better win if I get it. You know what yes. I mean? It better not just be, hey, the other team needs to go kick a field goal. Um, so because they tie, and I'm going to try and do this now, they are 7-5-1. and one. Eight. The Seahawks are seven and five. <laughs> Seventh. The Giants are seven, four and one. Sixth. You figure two of those three makes it. And by the way, if the Cardinals had just beaten the Seahawks once, they'd be one game behind them. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. You just wanted to that's rub it in. Well, no, no, I just, I won. I just, that's just why you beat the Seahawks brutal. once. One, one win over time. the Seahawks. You would have been in this. Stop it. Um, all right. Here's a team that nobody seems to be catching the Eagles. I thought this one would be close, Wolf. I really thought the Titans, they played close games. They don't give up more than 20 points. Here we go. Here's a real test for the Eagles. Well, the Eagles beat
1: them 35-10. to 10. Okay, where do you begin on this one right here? Um, the score was a little startling, wasn't it? This was a drubbing right here. Um, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, what does King Henry do well, would you say, Luke? Uh, he runs over people he runs in the over second half people, of games. And most of the time, it's north-south that he's running over. What, what do the Philadelphia Eagles struggle with? Um, stopping, stop they the run, with stopping the run. Interesting. Number 18 rush defense in the National Football League in terms of yards per game. Number 23 in terms of yards per play. They don't stop the run very well. Now, they're not awful, but they're not great either. That's their one weakness, the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought, man, the Titans have a shot because of that. Guess what? Are you kidding me? It was never a case. 11 carries for Derrick Henry and 30 yards. Eleven carries for thirty yards. How do you yards. go away from Derrick Henry? I uh, guess how you knew do it. You, uh, I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't understand why they did that. But Julius Chestnut had half as
0: many carries as Derrick Henry. Did you know who Julius Chestnut was before yesterday? Um, I have heard the name because of Chestnut, not Joey Chestnut. Julius. Oh,
1: Chestnut. Yes. oh, okay. There you go.
0: Um, I. This is one of those games. I try not to overreact to any one game, right? Yeah. But I may overreact to this one a little bit. It made me believe in the Eagles more as a legit Super Bowl contender. Wow. And it made me believe in the Titans a lot less because that seemed to be the recipe. If you can get up on them, what was it? It was 21-10 at halftime. They just abandoned Derrick Henry. And the rest of their team, offensively, they just they are not a team that can come back
1: from down a lot against sure. a good team. Let me just say this as well. Um, the other point that stuck out to me, A.J. Brown. A.J. <laughs> Brown went off against his old team didn't he yeah Uh, eight catches on 10 targets for 119 yards and not one but two touchdowns Jalen Hurts
0: actually talked about that after the game yeah I think you know I think I think the whole world knew what it meant to him um based off of who he is and how he is um how he responds to certain things and I'm I'm happy he put on the show you know he's
2: a special player um a good friend a real special player and um you know i'm you know
0: i know i know we uh make a big deal about it but hopefully we can move on from it now you know he he did what he did on to the next
1: all right right. (laughs) Jalen's ready for the next one he did what he did on to the next he, um, He's growing, apparently, as a leader as well, right? Yeah. He Just was... embrace it, Luke. I know you don't want to embrace it. I know you haven't. You have not. Well, wait a minute. No, no. I have. It was I've... me that wasn't embracing <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Isn't that right? I, I, as a matter of fact, you specifically. I specifically said specifically... <laughs> No, I did not think they were
0: going to be this good this you year. You
1: specifically but I thought, they were thought that they were going to be a playoff team. Is it? You, you had him what, seventh seed, right, getting in? Well, uh, I don't uh, know. Think? No, I had him. Well, I don't know. You had know, him had, seven. Let's I, not I, get no, no, I had now. the Cardinals seventh, so I had okay, the Eagles great. fifth, I believe. All right, all right. You had the Eagles getting in here. Jalen Hurts is, yeah, interestingly enough, coming around and developing. He might win MVP. Um, he legitimately no, might win MVP. Wait a minute now. It's not good. Who else?
0: Wait a minute. Just Mahomes, right? It's just Mahomes. You're right.
1: (laughs) It's just just Patrick Mahomes. I'm having a hard time with the Jalen Hurts and the Eagles thing. I am. Man. I nail the post
0: for a guy that that is a, a, a more of a threat to run the ball than any quarterback in the league except Justin Fields. At this point, he threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns yesterday with no turnovers.
1: Okay, are we going to talk at all about Deshaun Watson? Are we going to talk about no, the fact can. that Deshaun Watson actually got a start?
0: Yeah, we go. So we we have two more games we have to hit. You want to hit that one right here? Yes. He did nothing. He looked terrible, but the Browns beat the Texans anyway. <laughs> is
1: that what you're going to say
0: about yeah, him that's right there? that's what I'll take away from that game, between two non-playoff what's teams.
1: amazing about it right here. Yes, but Deshaun Watson is a story. We would say it's a story in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. 17 of 22. Does that sound awful to you? No. It doesn't sound awful. 17 of 22? Yeah, but it sounds worse when you say 12 of 22, which is what he was. Oh, wait a minute. I, I've got 17 <laughs> down. Wait a minute. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my His goodness. His quarterback
0: rating was 53.
1: I ripped it right <laughs> off the stat sheet and oh. put it down in my... Okay, there you Unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, I watched
0: a lot of that game.
1: For 131 yards?
0: 12-22 for 131 yards and interception <laughs> in and a 53 quarterback. <laughs> I
1: got 17-22 and I ripped it. Well, it wouldn't have helped okay, that much. Okay, look, uh, quarterback rating of 53.4. My point is this right here. He looked different. <laughs> he looked weird. Yeah,
0: um, Skittish, dare I say. It was weird even just watching him play, because he
1: looked like a guy that hadn't played in two years. He also looked like a guy that was a little self-conscious. A guy that had a lot of eyeballs on him, and I can imagine not all of them were smiling as they were looking at him. No, they certainly weren't in that stadium coming back against
0: Houston, of all teams. Okay, now you want to talk about the Broncos, don't you? No, I want to talk about the Chiefs
1: Bengals. The oh, the Chiefs Bengals. <laughs> Yes. How about that? Here. I told you it was going to be a five-star game. did not. You didn't because I, didn't, I wasn't here last week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but you would have. That's right. Five-star <laughs> game. Uh, what game. Calvesi. What about, did he argue with you on yeah, that? Yeah, he did. What? Yeah, he looked at me like, what are you doing? I didn't
0: know the my voice go that high. Uh, Cincinnati's beat the Chiefs three times in a row. Do you make anything of that?
1: Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. We have the pass-up part two. We have the key that unlocks all locks, metaphorically speaking when we play the Kansas City Chiefs you know what it is run the ball run the ball and the Cincinnati Bengals are getting better as the season unfolds in regard to running the ball
0: they're going to win that division. They're eight and four. They're tied with Baltimore, but Lamar Jackson's hurt. Um, do we have a situation where? Because I kind of wrote them off. Like last year, nice run. I wasn't minimizing what they did, but I didn't think of them as a as a legit contender this year to come out of the AFC. Because I figure you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, and then whoever. I'm not even sure I would have had the Bengals. No, I third. would
1: agree with that. But I I thought they were going to be a playoff team.
0: Yeah, playoff team, but yeah. kind of like out in the first round. I mean, they beat the Chiefs three times in a row. Is
1: that a bad matchup for the Chiefs? No. Nah. Sounds like you're saying it is. Yeah, I I think it is, honestly. Um, Once again, they know how to beat. They've got confidence, too. That's the thing. Inside that locker room, think how many guys have been part of beating the Chiefs three times. Yeah. They know they feel good and confident about having a chance of beating the Chiefs. Not a lot of teams can actually say that in the NFL. And if you are a big, uh, if you're
0: big on body language from your quarterback, I don't know that anybody has better body language as a quarterback
1: than Joe Burrow, whether things are good or bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I know that body language is important. It is. To some guys in the locker room some guys it is and that's why it's important for a quarterback to do it i never understood it. i don't need to read your body language luke i'm not gonna what if do if i that. just slouch during the exactly whole exactly right just go ahead and slouch and stick your gut out i could care less <laughs> because it's not going to impact what i'm going to do and it's a blight on me as an individual to look at my quarterback and i've got to see my quarterback standing like a man with a square jaw to get me to go do my job No, I'm sorry. That's not going to fly. Although, I'm willing to admit, with some guys, it's important.
0: How much did you guys talk about Patrick Peterson last week? What do you mean about Pat Patrick Peterson talking about Kyler Murray and then coming back and doubling down. Well, we talked about it. (laughs) He He regurgitated. He got caught, and he knew he was caught. And that was his comeback was like, well, okay, but the body language is a big deal.
1: And he regurgitated it because, you know, that's the one thing you can point to with Kyler and say, aha, body language. (laughs) So you needed it, huh, Pat? Is that what you're saying?
0: All right, we come back uh following their loss on Friday to Houston. The Suns responded in a big way. Monty Williams liked what he saw. What did you like about the win yesterday over the Spurs? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs>